welcome to the podcast. I am for sure, Ross. <laughs> and I definitely am, Phil. And we are back. Uh, this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And today we are looking back at... I mean, I'm going to be honest to say what has been a relatively lacklustre start to the year up until the end of March. But I think we'll be discussing a film that came out this week that may, may finally be starting to pick up the year. Um, and no, it's not Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong or whatever the fuck it's called. Anyway, Ross, how are you, my friend? It's been a while. I'm um, uh, all right. It's been a bit up and down. Um, but yeah, like we're again ticking on board. I will just say, I know it may be an obvious thing to say, but weather improvement has helped considerably. Yes. I mean, it'd be nice if the sun came with a bit of warmth. Um, yes. <laughs> but I don't want to... I don't want to like, you know, moan too much because, you know, it's been nice. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about martial arts. I know we're a little late, but we haven't recorded for a few weeks. So, uh, which is on me, my bad. I've been super busy with other shit. So, um, Ross, let's let's start where we always start. Let's start with talking about Spectre. No, I'm joking. Let's start where we always start. Which I know, is, let's do that. I'm fine with that. We can do that. <laughs> um Let's start where we always start with talking about the last films we watched. Um, mm. Let's go, because I think we both have the same new film. I was going to say, well, well, I mean, I can ignore that one and talk about the other one that I saw. <laughs> Should we not talk about that one? <laughs> no, no. I, I know where you're going with that one. I'm talking about the one that I turned off. Oh, what, The Marksman? Okay, yeah, let's talk about The Marksman. Oh. You've just ruined it. Well, no, because that's uh, the other new film that I saw. So basically, we are in perfect sync. If only yes, you watched true. Varsity Blues, The College Admission Scandals uh, yesterday, we would be in perfect sync. Oh, I was just on the verge of... <laughs> um, okay, so, so we're going to do the new one first and the old one, I guess. Yeah, let's do The Marksman, and then we'll talk about Nobody, and then we'll go on to Martial Arts, and then we'll do uh, our, our year so far. I feel like you might have mentioned The Marksman, because I feel like you watched it not long ago or a few weeks I, ago. I watched something. it two days before you did. Oh, right. Okay. Fine. So maybe you mentioned it online or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. no, I, um, I texted you to say, I, I've watched The Marksman. Or oh, did I? Maybe I didn't text you. I, I texted like, someone I feel, like might, I feel like you might have just posted it and I saw. I, That's um, it, yeah. I, because uh, I didn't <laughs> see, I didn't see the, what's the other one? The one that, um, oh, the honest, the honest thief. Honest thief. That was fucking garbage as well, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I didn't watch that. So The Marksman. <clears throat> the first thing I'll say about the marksman is they expect you to believe that Liam Neeson is from Texas. So that's <laughs> there's there all these shots. I don't remember at the beginning. There's a specific shot of him with like the flag draped over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's insane. I'm from like Texas. when he's coming back from I'm from I'm from I'm from Texas. Texas. Um, okay. Are you Prin? I'm from Texas. <laughs> um, Are you Prin? Are you Prin? Um, we need to go back to watch the commuter again. I've actually just got the Blu-ray for three pounds, so I'm very excited about watching that again. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh it's God, amazing. That film. At least that's it. At least it's so. But marksman. So here's my. Are you print? Liam Neeson being a Texan is just it's nonsense. Um, but also, <laughs> I am convinced that the marksman wasn't the original title for this film because the film concerns itself. I, I turned off. I think thirty-five minutes in something like that well around that area because mm. I, I, I honestly don't believe it would get any better it, I mean it might do but I, it, I don't Ross, it spoiler alert yeah. it didn't <laughs> it just it just it, I'm just convinced that the name of the film was more along the lines of um, the laws concerning border 
yeah. in the United States. It, it, the first half hour alone concerns itself. Uh, look, look, it is about people trying to escape before. I get it. That's fine. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They tell you so much about it. They tell you so much rather than just watching it. They tell you so much about how that works and how many people do it. It's just, it's just like, it, it's, I was like, I, this stuff is not important. It's a bit like, of a history like 30, lesson. 30, 30 and, and that's fine along the way, but the actual, the bit when he kind of gets the kid, you know, the mum dies and all of that stuff, the, the bad guys are after Spoiler them. Spoiler alert. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that happens about 35 minutes in. Yeah. It happens like a long time. And that's when I get, I was like, I don't care now. I, 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 I simply, I haven't cared for a while and now I don't care. <laughs> and I was just like. It's it, no just, Rambo. You know. You know, no, do you remember I'm the sure, last sure John Rambo film, the last one, yeah, where basically it's almost a similar storyline and eventually sure, they're going to yes. come and get him. And, you know, Rambo goes full on Home Alone style and destroy. Like, yeah, the end of the There's marksman. A weird scene. Is, is it Catherine Winnick? Who's in it? Is it Catherine Winnick? Well, who's the woman? Is it Catherine Winnick or someone like that? I have no idea, mate. There's, there's, a, there's a scene in the bar, I don't know, 22 minutes in, where, where they kind of meet up. And they just talk about how unhappy his life is. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, I mean, it's fine. It's nothing, again, nothing particular with that. But I just came out and seen going, it, this doesn't, none of this matters. Like it's, it should, it should, it should matter, but it doesn't, none of it matters. The all. problem is Liam Neeson is no spring chicken anymore. So the physical mm. side just isn't there. And like the story's really not that interesting. We've seen it a hundred times before that the, 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 the Direction yeah. is flat as fuck. It is, well, that's what I was going to get to. It, it's What's funny is it's flat and <laughs> I don't think it's overexposed because right? they're doing that kind of bleachy sun yeah. effect, which is fine. It totally makes sense given the location, but it just looks like, it looks like bad flat HD. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look like a film. It's, it's, it's the worst, good. it's the worst Liam Neeson action film except for maybe Wrath of the Titans or Clash of the Titans or whatever the fuck one he was in from that. But most messes don't, most messes don't even count as films to me. No. They're just whatever they are. So. so, look, let's move on from The Marksman mm. because yes, I think it's fair yes. to say that there's a much better film we can be talking about. Yes, um, precisely. What was your uh, last one? So my last film was actually um, The Marksman and then it was okay. Nobody. Um, um, but I'll, do, well, yeah. I'll quickly do my old, old film. film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched a film. And I don't know what, how the fuck I've never seen this film or really not even heard of it, but it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, a film called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. It's about How 10 the years, hell have I never seen that? Even 15, like early 2000, mid 2000. Yeah, 2006, I think, or maybe 2005. Right, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. It's, and, and the premise is really simple. A guy called it's Leslie brilliant. Vernon lives in a world where Michael Myers, Chucky, Jason Voorhees and all of that are real. And those cases are real. And he wants to be the next big thing. And it's a really smart deconstruction of the horror genre done in a really smart way with some nice effects some great kills and a kind of a, a, an adequate wink. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's really, really good. And I it, remember I remember thinking, watching it, going, why hasn't this already been done? Yeah. And... More to the point, why has someone else not done something like this? Because you know, it doesn't make the the most of that whole concept. There's so much more to that concept that could be done. Yeah. And and I think like 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 it's it's 
such a smart idea. Uh, and I'm really surprised I never saw it. The, 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 the caveat to this is I also watched Body Bags this week, which is another ah. film that I've not seen. And I, I didn't like as much as you. I thought it is, it is quite dated. And I also have a, an issue with horror anthology in general. Like, I can't think of many horror anthologies that actually work. And yeah, this is I can't, a I can't disagree. I just think it's really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 absolutely not a bad film. And it I did enjoy it. And like John Carpenter is obviously having a bucket load of fun, and you know, the stories are are quite good. Um it's kind it of gruesome. It's very it's very kind of creep show, I think. Yeah, it is. And if it was on if it was an episode of creep show, I'd be like, okay, that's absolutely fine. Um, I think yeah. if I'd have probably looking back on it yeah do you know what it, it, it would have I probably would have enjoyed it at the time as well but uh, yeah no it's decent I think, I think, I liked I think it would have helped I, I was to say just quickly I think it would have helped if you'd have watched it when, basically when it came out I think you'd have more affection for it yeah. I think and again I don't know why I didn't watch it when it didn't come out because that was literally my peak horror watching time so right yeah exactly it's really funny to me but I'd seen well, it's really funny to me but I'd seen it and you hadn't it was really yeah it's it's really weird, but again, you know, it's good and, and, and it's nice to see. Um, so another thing about behind the mask that I really liked, it had um, uh, old Zelda uh, Rubenstein, um, yes. who's who's just a pleasure in every film she's ever in. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, and you've got so yeah, Robert the... Eglund, and you've got a bunch of horror icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It was good. Really, really good. Good film. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's a pig to get hold of, but um, yeah, yeah. As most it used old to be available. films are these days. It used to be, it used to be you can go into most secondhand DVD shops and get it, pretty much. It used to be. It was pretty, it was, for a while, it was out there for, you know, widespread, you know, for a while. Uh, certainly here. So your um, older so, film. Right, I'm going to very briefly touch on one, but there's one I want to talk about properly, and there's a reason for that. Uh, and not only because the very last one I watched isn't worth talking about very quickly. So the very last one I watched, most recent old film I watched, was a Charles Bronson canon classic called Kinjite. Forbidden subjects, and the best, <laughs> nice. the best way to describe, <laughs> the best way to describe this show. It was on, one of the reviews I read on Letterboxd <laughs> is Charles Bronson goes full Karen on a bunch of Japanese people. <laughs> it, it's it's there is there is because it is actually quite upsetting. It's kind of about child trafficking and all of that stuff, right? <laughs> but it's also there's also this kind of strange plot about Japanese businessmen coming to America. To have sex with underage kids, and it's, I mean, it's very, it's very, it's proper canon. Well, that's dark. Yeah, it's dark. It's also got loads of fun. Oh, is it canon? It's proper canon. It's, pro- it's like 1989 canon. So it's like, oh, nice. Canon. So canon when I had a bit yeah. of money. Correct. And, and, and like, it wasn't a very proper, <laughs> it came in something like, we were talking about it on this, the canon canon podcast, and we said it was like 134th. Or <laughs> the top two hundred. Oh, I had Nicole Egger in. Wow, yeah, a very young Nicole Egger. Oh, and there's I an amazing Nicole bad Egger. guy. There's a great bad guy called Juan Fernandez, a great actor, I should say. First of all, I re- recognised him was in Crocodile D- Dundee too. He's a fantastic bad guy actor. He's done oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got. He's still. He's still sort of doing. He's things. done loads like, of but, films. Yeah, but at that point, he was just a properly. And I mean, it's in the best way, good, bad, but like you, you really hate him, like in a, in a good way. Um, and he's he's for real terrific in the movie. Like it's it's interesting that in most of these kind of films, you'll find two or three people who are just nailing it every time. So I, I didn't mean to talk about it that long, but I'm just saying it was like it. And by the way, when when you if you're able to circumvent the uh, of it, like because because Bronson's character is basically racist sexist in a way to protect his daughter like he's super sexist protecting his daughter yeah it's like it's and also <laughs> one of the best things about the movie his daughter is 15 in the movie 
He was 68 when they made the movie, meaning he conceived his child when he was 53. And when I say 53, we're talking about 1980s, 53. Hey, do you know what? Holy shit. That's that's the uh that's the 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 power of of the Bronson. It's wonderful. I mean, it's, it, yes, it's, yes. So, so that was a uh, film you weren't going to talk about much. That was what I wasn't going to talk about much. But what I want to talk about, and again, actually, I don't have to talk about it long, but it's just, it's so bears, it's so worth mentioning, just for anyone who's never seen it. This is the Burt film, isn't it? it? No, no, no. I, I would talk about Battle Day, physical evidence. Absolutely go see it. I'll just preface by the, the film by saying what we've been, what Jenny and I have been doing in the last week and a bit, not every day, but most days, is I, I've certainly, I've suddenly sort of become obsessed with watching thrillers again, like specifically thrillers. Uh, this isn't because I particularly want to make one or anything, but it's just I've just become slightly focused on thrillers, right? And particularly at, like late 70s, 80s into like the mid 90s, yeah. where, where it kind of peaked with things like Basic Instinct and Jade and all of those things, right? So physical evidence for a start is extraordinary. Dude, if you need it, I'll send it to you. It's it, it's Burt Reynolds reminding you that he was the, in 1989, so like past cannibal, past when we thought he was a jokey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he is, he is superb in physical evidence. <laughs> like, 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 like a performance way. But, but, Burt, we all sort of know. We think we know. Ha ha ha. Yeah, ha ha ha. All that stuff, which we love. We love. This is him going. Fuck me, he's a bad motherfucker. Holy fuck, fuck. Like it's really great. Cool. Um, I'm going to watch but, it. But on, I've got it on my list. And, and, and this list includes Jagged Edge. and all, Jagged Edge yeah. is still brilliant. But one I want to actually... We won't take that long. One False Move in 1992. Oh, okay. Movie. Yeah. Paxton, it was Billy Bob Thornton's breakthrough. Carl Franklin directing. And there's a bunch of other people you'll recognise in it. It is still fucking amazing like one false move it's one of those things that people have only start again recently started maybe talking about here and i don't know if it's i don't know if it's had a re-release or something do you know what i mean but like the one where blue ruins stole their poster correct yes I, I it was really funny looking at the poster i was like fuck me that's a blue ruin but, um, and also they're very similar in theme there's a similarity with blue it's not the same movie. it's not copying one false move. yeah there is absolutely a similar vibe and a similar feel so i don't know if it was a specific influence on, on jeremy sonia it may well have been because it is Terrific. And what's wonderful is, particularly at the end, the final sort of confrontation shootout thing is super atypical. It's so messy. It's so not tidy. It's so not Hollywood. It's so everyone gets fucked up. Like almost like classic gumshoe stuff from the 40s and 50s, almost, yeah. but really messy and really bloody. And it, it's really impactful. Nice. And, and I, I mean, it sounds I, if you haven't, dude, if you've not seen it, it's. it's I, no, I haven't. I think. It, it is think, essential, and if you haven't seen it for a while, it's absolutely yeah. You'll be like, "What the fuck?" It's the sort of film that now, when I go back to Prince Charles, opening soon, I'm going to be writing that on the blackboard every week. Like, it's you, people have to see One False Move. It's I, I genuinely something. have seen it, but it was a long, 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 long Same. time ago, dude. I haven't seen it again. Actually, tell like, I think I saw it once again, like a second time, like ten years ago, like something cool. like that. That's great. Yeah, um, hugely important. So let's talk about nobody. And again, I'm conscious mm-hmm. that we've got a really packed show this week. So yeah. we'll yeah, talk we about, I, I don't want to like wax lyrical about this forever, but no. like we're about to talk about our best films of the year so far. And the film, yes. the, my top film of the year so far is a film that is not going to be in my top 10, probably, or top five at least by the end of the year. There's no fucking chance of that. Probably true. But yeah. what is going to be in my top five? And probably still at number one, and if not number two, because it's going to take a lot to beat it, is nobody. 
What yeah. a film! It is. I think I said I'm not exactly. So first of all, my expectations were suitably lowered. Yeah, I, I mean, I had no it's expectations. Like, people, I'd nobody watched the trailer. People, people were already saying it's amazing, and I'm like, oh, just just get rid of that. But particularly as it's from the writer of Wick, but at the same time. As I mentioned to you, he does write Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I yeah, do like. Which has been stunning, am, actually. I'm just saying. So I, I, I have I'm not up to that. I, I will be. We'll be watching this week's today or something. But, but um, but it has been terrific. Um, and last uh, last weeks with like the the new cap going batshit oh, mental. <gasps> I mean, it really comes out of the comics. It's really, it's really. I, I've got to say, Wyatt Russell for me getting better and better. Have you seen Goon Goon Two? No, I haven't watch, seen Goon One. Goon Two. Well, Goon is fucking up, dude. You need to see Goon. That's I'm not fucking about. Watch Goon. Goon will blow your mind for real. Like it, Goon was a film that I kept hearing about on podcasts, yeah, like again and again. And I was like, it's Sean William Scott in a hockey movie. <laughs> eh, it is fucking. Lee Schreiber is amazing. The fights in it will knock your head. The fight. It, it is a fight movie, but I'm okay. playing hockey. Right. It, trust me. And then the second one, <laughs> Wyatt Russell comes into it. When you look at Wyatt Russell in Goon Two. Right. He has a big bushy beard. Yeah. And just just quickly, you will not be able to stop thinking about his dad in the thing. Okay. You will not be. I, he looks it, exactly it, like the. I can put it on the list, but I can guarantee it's going to be quite far down because there's a lot. You on must the list. watch Goon. Anyway, you must nobody. Watch Goon, Come on, let's talk about nobody. How good is it? Right. Nobody. Low is... expectations. So low expectations. For I, I can't. Right. Bob Odenkirk is the action hero we didn't know we needed. Oh my god! And for not, real, not only immediately. And not only is convincing, he an action hero, completely, com- completely yeah. convincing. Like I am completely convincing. If you'd have told me Saul from Better Call Saul, Stroke Breaking right. Bad, could hold his own, and well, for me, it's Mr. Show. Like for me, he's always been a comedy actor. Yeah, like, forget all the fucking breaking. For me, he's been like Mr. Show, like a sketch comedian. And but stuff. like, like for like, Brilliant. if you told me that not only would he be able to hold his own, but he would look more convincing than most action actors I've seen in the last ten years. Completely I would have gone, true. get the fuck out of here. Now, that's partly due to, and again, so happy to say this, the, the choreo <laughs> is super Smart, man. It's smart super. choreo. The, 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 only, the only Wick choreo I've ever liked is the third one, because I've, I've made a point of this. What I love, the, well, there's loads of things to love about Nobody without getting too complicated, but it is one of the best action films of the last 20 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm I not, agree. Yeah. One of the best action films, it is 90 minutes. And every and action a, movie should be 90 minutes. It's a Nothing perfect needs to be longer 90 than minutes as it well, has, isn't it? It's a perfect 90 minutes. The structure is fantastic. The action, the choreo suits him. <laughs> as, and it's not just him. Look, Christopher Lloyd and RZA, RZA, however you say it. Um, the choreo, what I loved about it was it all feels heightened but practical. Like everything that, that Odin yeah. does fight-wise does not feel flash. Like it is flash. Like it's all very stylized, but it... it Every move that this essentially ordinary person throws totally works. You don't need to be a flipper or a kick trick. You know what I mean? Like no. they they show that the fighting is effect, and it's very all of it. Is and he gets hurt. Is he gets hurt? It's all very heightened. It's not. It's not in a realm of. If anyone says brutally realistic, I'll throw them out of a fucking window. It's not. It, it's heightened. And fantastic. The gunplay is superb. The gadgetry yep. stuff, like the, the booby trap, <laughs> without ruining anything, the booby trap stuff at the end was absolutely spectacular. Oh my God, it's and, so good. And, and, and kudos cinematography-wise and editing. Editing is razor Yeah, you sharp. can see you can everything. See it, you can see it all, but the cuts are beautiful. And also, the director did one of my least favourite action films of the last 20 years, um, Hardcore Henry. I hated Hardcore Henry. 
I never watched when it. I, I when I saw he was directing it, when I saw he was directing it, I was like, oh, just keep your expectations low. And I was, I'm so happy to say I was wrong. Like, as in, it's just, it's perfect. But the villains are all great. The villains have all got great personality. Yeah. But and... the lead villain, the lead villain, unlike the Wick stuff, like, look, look, he is generic bad guy drug dealer, right? There's no getting away from it. He is generic bad guy drug dealer. But there is something about him that, again, um, I could, the only comparison is the Wick films because of the company and the people involved. I gave a shit. Like, yeah. his reactions to stuff happening were very good. <laughs> so You didn't need him to be any more than he was either. He was no. just so, on it. The one thing I will say is I don't ever want a sequel to this film. Same. No, that's dude. That's exact. I want Odenkirk to do another action movie. Yeah. I don't. I don't want a sequel. No. At, please don't. Do this film does not need John Wick two. No. Because no, I'm not. not. I, I also nobody, John Wick. Nobody, I like the first nobody, one. Nobody two. Nobody two would be no. just. You know what I mean? I, suck. I like the first one. I hated the second one. I yes. really like the third one. Uh, as I said before, the third one, I loved the action. I think the story in the third one is absolutely ter- like, terrible. I mean, you but can't I like, really... I mean, story in an action film? Yeah. No, but just... Like, <laughs> what? But what I mean is that they, they made it so complicated. For yeah, no but reason. I like I that world-building shit. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, I like the world building. Let's, not, let's not go down the John Wick yes. rabbit hole. I like the world-building in the first one. I love the hotel. <laughs> I love all that shit. But the film just sucked. Um... I, anyway. anyway, I disagree, but yes. nobody is, yes, is brilliant. And and it's yes. Christopher Lloyd's best film role since maybe Back now, to the Future. I will say there's something on this that it's important to watch. If you have it from about two years ago, a film called I'm Not a Serial Killer. If you watch that, oh, you'll, yes. see, how, you'll yeah. see how this character, you're, because I think that was terrific as well. Very similarly... Um, monosyllabic and all of that yeah, yeah. The, bit in the, the bit where they come for him is just <laughs> incredible it was incredible it's, oh my god it's, just, and, it's and, the, best, and, the best shot is the best shot is him doing the remote while holding the, the guy yeah 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 that, that was, one was the best shot of the movie it's yeah. amazing that the whole film the way it builds I'd not seen the trailer I'd seen the poster I was mm-hmm. in when I saw the poster I was like yeah that's my movie I was uh, worried I was worried this is my thing I should say that but I'm I'm always worried by it and that's why I'm glad to be wrong um, I'm glad to be wrong. But it was, it was, it was literally the film. It's my favourite film of this year so far. We needed and, this film. We needed, we needed yeah. this film. And we I'll be honest, the, the the benchmark isn't high at the moment. But even so, I mean, this punches well above that benchmark. I will say, looking at my current top ten from quarter one, this does blow <laughs> most of them away. But it's not in terrible company. It's uh, not in terrible company, not just yet. For what look, for the stuff I've for the stuff I've watched. Let's quickly talk. Let's quickly jump on to kind of what we learned from martial arts. Uh that's Mar- hashtag, March. Hashtag March. hashtag martial arts. Yeah. So what did we learn? What was our what was our favorite? What was our, our least favorite? I and mean, we're gonna have to do this relatively quickly because we okay, we've got this whole be, kind of I'll, end of the no, year. okay. I can make it quicker. I can make it quicker. We're not we're not gonna do worst of there's no point. All of the movies I watched. Lowest grade to highest grade. There was there was value in all of them, depending on what you like. Sometimes I watch them just because I haven't seen them for a long time, like yeah. some of the Don Wilson films. A couple of which are genuinely enjoyable. A couple of which are not so good, but he'd tell you that himself. He's always fun, so I'm I'm not going to yeah, say Don Wilson's all, Don Wilson's fun off camera and on camera. <laughs> so I've got I've got to cut one out of my top six, and I'm finding it very difficult. I want to do my top six because I've whittled it down far enough. Go on. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to put this in any order either. Yeah, no, that's no cool. Point. That's cool. Okay, very simply, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning. Right. That is one of the best. 
and that is one of the Great best film. action films of the last 20 years as well it, it's not too far i mean it's a very different kind of movie because it's very surreal and sci-fi but it's scott's probably scott's best film aside from adventure scott adkins oh i'd say uh, it's better than adventure i think adventure was overrated just, i enjoyed it I just, but it's good for I, one I fight think, and that was I, it I, I don't disagree with you about overrated, but like I think I th- it's hard to compare the two films as well because they're very different. But, you know, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning think, is great. It is incredible. It is incredible. I, I think Adventure made a very good impact. That's what there are two scenes in it, but I said before I have, I don't like it at all. I love Jesse. I love all the people involved, but there two scenes. But I thought the film was it made a very big impact, Scott, and I'm pleased for that. And that final fight scene in, in it is incredible yeah. in, in Adventure. So anyway, so kudos and a good cast. Anyway, blah blah blah. blah. Watch Adventure. I recommend. Um, so the other films, in terms of the class, the others are sort of classics now, essentially. So Bloodsport. Because I had can't, to pick, can't say anything about Bloodsport. It's it just and it's just it is ever rewatchable. I yeah. could probably watch Bloodsport every couple of weeks and not really have any problems at all. Best fan film. Um, I don't like the best, but it's definitely it's up. It's certainly top five, and it's it's a wonderful introduction. Bloodsport, like, Kickboxer. That's Bloodsport. I think that's Bloodsport always been that Bloodsport. kind of conversation. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Bloodsport. I mean, they, 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 they kind of they kind of shoulder to shoulder, but Bloodsport for me overall, if I have if I have to pick them, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with just because there's more variety, more variety in anyway. But kickboxers, I mean, he he's never looked better than in kickboxer. Yeah, his physique without getting too too uh, uh, man crushed about this. Um, okay, so uh, next up, <laughs> the challenge, which is an incredible. If you haven't seen the challenge, it's a film starring Scott Glenn, directed by John Frankenheimer. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's an extraordinary action movie uh, where he plays an American, obviously going to Japan to to return a sword. There's other. It turns a little bit like it's, the Last Samurai draws from it a little bit, where he like essentially. And also the hunted the Christopher Lambert film, yeah. where essentially he gets kind of taken in by the clan and trained and all of that stuff. Uh, John and it's an extraordinary great terrific, and it's a terrific action picture. <laughs> cool. but, but, and also Scott Glenn as a martial arts guy. People don't know this. People, I think a lot of people think he does martial arts just in Daredevil. He's yeah. a proper, yeah, proper yeah. budo guy. So nice. incredible, it really, really terrific. Uh, next one is one we've been over again and again, which is best of the best. Um, best I put of some, the best. Yes, yeah, specifically Classic. because it is a. It is a properly good drama yeah. with martial arts. Like, it's a really good drama. Uh, look, you could call it a TV movie. I'm sure it has its criticisms. The cast is quite extraordinary. Yeah, TV you know, movie. The soundtrack ass. is good. No, but I mean, I can understand why people would say it. Yeah. I, 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 I get it. However... Get on the bus. That does, well, yeah, and, and however, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it doesn't stop it being an affecting movie. It's really It's a 90... Fun. It's a, like a late 80s martial arts yeah. movie that, that like... That, Makes has cry. got some pretty decent reviews as well. Mm. So again, I I'm think like, in retrospect, I think it's getting that more in retrospect. To be fair, yeah. well, um, fuck it, retrospect is good, I right? Oh, I don't disagree. I don't. Um, so last two, and it's only, it's only I'm only saying six because it's hard for me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, one of them is the City of Violence, which is a tremendous career movie. Jenny loved it, and also Jenny loved Best of the Best in the end, which was great. Uh, City of <laughs> Violence, which is this incredible Korean. Crime martial arts field crime movie for the I've boys. I've definitely seen not it. seen that. It's no. unreal how good it's unreal how good it is. Definitely worth seeking out. Uh, very Tarantino, but in a good way. Like, it, like it's not. It doesn't feel like a Tarantino film. I've added it to the list, Ross. It's on the it's list. It's really, it's really excellent. It's really excellent. And then the last one, simply because I find it very difficult not to include it, is Kiss of the Dragon, the Jet Li movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. It's one of the best European action, like martial arts movies. I might need to see that again. I'm, I I don't it's have tripping. fond memories of seeing it, but like it... I do recommend it, dude. I recommend it. It's um, the fights are terrific. It's got that. Pro- it's like one of the best. 
of the Luc Besson stuff. Like, it's a bit of a transporter and all of that. And I, I enjoy the first transporter. <laughs> what but is it? it? But I mean, no, but it's like, but the first transporter's fun. Yeah, but like, okay. it's, it's just, it just feels more of a true... I think it's Sarah probably... Martins, actually. It was probably his best US martial arts. Yeah, like, well, it's a, West, a European, it's a European movie. But yeah. it's his best Western. Yeah, without, yeah, yeah. Without... Without quoting the, the, the hotel chain, it's his best Western martial arts, <laughs> and it's and it's but it, and it holds up really well. Cool, good selection. I think if I was going to watch, mm. if I was going to watch a selection of martial arts movies, that would be a good good selection of decades. On that point, types. Well, on that, yeah, right. So this is the idea. The idea was I was trying to get a spread, but also barring one or two of them, maybe Universal Soldier Four being one of them, I think they're all films that you don't need to like martial arts movies to enjoy. Yeah, I don't think you need to be a fan <laughs> of the genre to like most of those yeah i agree obviously sad news with um uh dmx passing away recently that was sad i was i was i was surprised at how much i was a bit like oh (laughs) like i I didn't no disrespect i i never really i don't tend to think of him if you know what i mean um but i liked what i saw of him i thought he was surprisingly good at movies actually yeah he was um, i would like to see more um, so look let's crack on to our best and worst of the year so far so what we're going to do mm-hmm. is as usual we'll give our top five our bottom five um i'm not going to bother like so i'm just going to like go through my top five and then go because I, I there's not yep, much sure. i really want to talk about in great detail um same to be honest i'll talk about my worst films of the year so far and just to, and just to clarify we are only going up to the end of march right yes yes end of march so nobody yeah. will not be on my list right um yeah. So my worst films of the year so far, um, Monster Hunter at number five. It wasn't terrible, but it's like there's nothing else to fill the slot. So right, was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Wrong Turn, two thousand and one, which was pretty shit to be fair. Two thousand twenty-one, um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. 20, 20, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I sort of want to see it. I sort of want to see it. it there's but, nothing lost. There is nothing in that movie. There is there is not a good story. There is not good. Mm. Gore, there's not good oh, tension. I really love. Just... I don't know about anyone else because the the, fi- the last few sequels were terrible, but the first two wrong turns I really like. The first one was 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 okay. Um, it's enjoyable. Outside the wire, which we talked about. Oh, uh, pumped. pumped. Uh, Locked down, which like is a. I I kind of enjoyed it, but I also know it's fucking shite. Um, and of course, number one. Is definitely can't be beaten, which is SAS Red Notice at the moment, which is oh, fucking toilet. Um, your worst five. So here's the fun, just very quickly before I go into that, because I've only got three. I've only got okay. three. What's interesting to me is in April already, I can see at least three movies that will go into my top ten of Q2. Because we're only I know we're only doing top fives, but obviously I've done a top ten to try and you know, get get myself ready for the end of the year, really. Um but it's interesting to me that there are at least three titles in my in April, which will be in my top, probably certainly my top ten, and two that will absolutely be in my bottom five. Yeah, um, I, so, so I I disagree. I'm not sure about the top five. The bottom yeah. five, yeah. I mean, SAS Red Notice. Well, that's why I said top. That's why take, I said top ten. Yeah, that's why I said SAS Red Notice is going to take yeah. a lot to beat. This well, year. well, my positioning is interesting. So, so number three. And this isn't because it's terrible. It's more to do with, again, like you say, filling the slots. And I've only got three. Uh, is unfortunately the Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud or Max Cloud, whatever it's called. Max Cloud. I just, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything too negative. 
Uh, by the way, it won't. It probably won't be in my bottom five in, in the, by the end of the year. It's just. It just. It's the films that I've watched where I've just gone. No, thank you. Um, I, I think to be fair, you're not the only one. Um, no, looking looking at some exactly. of the scores and reviews it's had, I don't think it's no. been particularly well received. No, and I don't mean that with any ill will. I just, I just. Hey, look, you can, you can know someone and still not like their films, mate. You know, of course, yes. I, th- I think, I think, I know. I, know <laughs> I have a very good example of that, which we won't talk about. Yep. So <laughs> we should do a special. It'll be four hours long. Um, uh, number two is SAS Red Notice, and the only reason why it's number two. <laughs> because it may well be number one by the end of the year. Because you really hated that, Outside the Wire. <laughs> well, I didn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. And that's almost not fair, because in many ways, maybe I shouldn't put it in my book until I've watched the whole movie. But I, the the sheer react, yeah. like the visceral reaction to it, by not just me, but by, by the friend we, we were watching, we were just like, just so, stop this shit. I have like, a like, rule. We, we watched the film and went, went, stop this shit. Yeah, stop I this. have a rule that I can't put a film in my worst unless I've watched all of it, which is why I always have that's a... That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. I, I always I have feel a, like I need to do that. I need yeah, to finish it. I always have a, a list on my, my best and worst each quarter of the films I just couldn't finish. This year, yeah, there's maybe none we should do that as a sep- Maybe we should do that as a separate because it's yeah, almost I mean, not fair to put it in. The yeah. unfinishables, literally. Yeah, unfinishables. the unfinishables. I'm, I'm happy to add that because... I, I, I think it's very hard to rate a film or dis yeah, a film. Yeah, I feel bad about it. Because quite I often... I feel guilty about it. I, feel, I genuinely feel guilty that I don't finish these films. But at the same time, I'm so put off by how bad they are. Well, like, who's outside the, the Wire actually starts bad, gets better, right. and ends right. worse. Right, I can believe you. I can believe <laughs> you. I just... I couldn't <laughs> believe... Anyway, like, there's a shot near the beginning where they're walking across that base with all the futuristic tech and there's like a robot dog and I just, I just can't... Why? Someone went, let's put a robot dog in it. And I was like, what? Does it yeah, become... It fits the later? world. I don't understand why no, that... I, anyway. I not, no, no, but you know what you're... It's a bit like getting... Dis- I was like getting distracted by shit. Just go, what? what uh, you, you, yeah, you know, okay. uh, what, what I mean is when you're thinking like that, that's when you just go, I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah. All right, no, I I'm get that. Um, so let's go on to best. Yeah. I'll just quickly yes. dive through my honourable mentions. Um, Absolutely. I care a lot. One Night in Miami, Batman, Soul of the Dragon, um, mm-hmm. Willy's Wonderland, and I'm more surprised than anyone, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, Interesting. All sit in my honourable mentions. Um, yep. The one film that I've watched this year that I've not loved as much as everyone else seems to uh, mm. was um, Pretty Little Things. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I just like, uh, is it Pretty Little Things? The one with Carrie Mulligan. Shit, what's it called? Promising Young Woman. Oh, Promising Young Woman. Pretty Little Things. Yeah. Where the fuck did I get that from? Obviously, my brain. Isn't that, is like, just... isn't that like? Isn't that like a fashion brand? So isn't that like a yeah. women's fashion? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, looking at where I've what I've rated it so far, it probably should be on my my honourable mentions. But I, I, I don't love it as much to be honest. Anyway, my top five oh. of the year so far. Uh, number five, the map of tiny perfect things. I've not seen it. It's brilliant. It's another like time travelly film, um, which kind of is like a romantic version of. It's kind of like it's got a bit of Palm Springs, a bit of Groundhog Day. I've heard about. I've, I've, now that you say it, I'm aware of it. It's a little yeah. bit of Groundhog Day. I've heard about it's it. It's yeah. well worth watching. It's really, really good. Um, number four is Run Hide Fight. Mm-hmm. Probably should be at number three. Uh, number three is The Crude's A New Age. This will not be in there by the end of the year, but it was relatively enjoyable. Um, number two was Archive, which is a, a low-budget sci-fi movie. I must see it. Movie. I must see it. I've heard, I keep hearing good things. So which, again, is good, but I don't think it'll be there at the end of the year. And number no, one, but it's, you 
Number one is News of the World, which, again, is not going to be at my number one spot No, by the end of the year. But it was a good film. But these are all, for me, solid seven out of ten movies. That's fair enough. So my honourables are really my ten to six, because I don't really have honourables at the moment. <laughs> and, I, and I did find it quite hard to do my top. Not hard, just in terms of the movies that are new, like how to yeah. position them. Some of these absolutely... The positions will change. Some of these absolutely won't be in here by the end of the year. So my honourables, which is essentially 10 to 6, are happily, uh, which will definitely not be in my top 10 at the end of the year. But And I think I told you it fizzled at the end, but I really enjoyed the build. Number nine, there's a movie called Faith Based, which I loved, which is about, uh, it's an indie movie about people realising that faith-based movies make, make tons of money, so they set out to make their own. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's really enjoyable. It does go, there's a bit, um, you know how in most buddy movies there's a thing where they have to split up they have an argument yeah, yeah, yeah. Split up. that bit when they do it is unfortunately really aggravating okay. like you just go oh well I saw this oh, and then, okay so we've got to spend about 10 minutes of them not being happy and they can't the only slight honourable mentions Ross honourable mentions yeah, know, these I are know. the ones we yeah, list the name is, of what I'm saying is it's worth, it's worth watching it's worth watching um, anyway uh, <laughs> number eight is School's Out Forever which was very enjoyable uh, oh, that's a horror film, right? Yeah, kind, of, yeah, apocalyptic film rather than a horror film. But yes, it has a horror tinge. I've not heard uh, great things again, about that. Well, I, again, I would say the build is better than the the the, the, final, the final act does have some good stuff in it. Actually, I, I would say it's worth it. It won't be in my top ten at the end of the year, but it was oh. it was it was okay. In fact, Jenny and I both liked it overall. Guess what, Ross? Just, I'm I adding think, it yeah. to my list. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's worth a watch. Uh, number seven, and this might end up being higher when you said it in your list, Run, Hide, Fight. It, I think it will end up being my top 10, depending on how things go. It might, it might end up being an honourable mention, but it's it stayed with me a bit. It stayed with I, me. I, I really liked it. I thought it was a really yeah, solid it's, action it's film. It stayed with me a bit. I would watch it again. If someone said, oh, what's that about? I would actually sit down and watch it again. Yeah, no, no. I, nice, I, I 100% think, think it's a good, um, I think it's a great film. Yeah. Number <laughs> six, uh, again, this may still stay in my top 10, actually. Uh, by the end of it, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. see both, you saw, you do need to see both. You do need to see the first one as well. Um, it's very, very, very good. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll just rush through my top five because we talked about some of them. We talked about a lot of these throughout. Uh, number five, Batman Soul of the Dragon. It may stay in my top 10 by the end of the year in terms of fun. I don't know. It's a good film. Um, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, it will certainly be an honorable mention, worst case. Uh, number four, One Night in Miami. Uh, in terms of maybe worthiness. I do wonder if it will stay in my top 10, but it's, uh, again, it's sort of stayed with me. It stayed with me more than Ma, Ma Rainey. It stayed with me more than Ma Rainey. Yeah. Um, overall, and that's no, that's no I, reflection on Ma Rainey. So for me, it's the other way around. I think Ma Rainey's better because I, I prefer see, I, the performances in I, Ma Rainey. I can see that. I think Ma Rainey is more dramatic and it's probably got, it's got more of a feel. I can sort of see that. One Night in Miami has almost stayed with me more... Maybe because, I would, because it isn't that. I don't know. Something controversially, like, I would argue that neither needs to have been made, though. I, because... I, this is why I, I sort of don't disagree with you, actually. I just, I've enjoyed them both. I don't know. Yeah, I can sort of see what you're if, saying. Like, yeah. If you're going to make a... I'd rather if, watch them as plays almost. I'd almost rather yeah, watch them as plays. Yeah, if you're going to make a, an adaptation of a play, good on you. But try and add something to make it less stagey. Because well, that's otherwise, kind of, but I do, but I do think that one night in Miami succeeds in that more than Ma Rainey. 
I feel like Ma Rainey leans into Ma Rainey's the stage. incredibly stagey. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's no bad thing. It wasn't I didn't not enjoy that. No, I don't I don't what I, don't what I liked it. about One Night in Miami is I like <laughs> I like how they expanded it into being much more of a theatrical, like a cinematic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. But I'm it does but 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 on but on the flip side, One Night in Miami does feel and I again with no disrespect meant it does feel more televisual than a than a movie. If I make, do you know what I mean? Like it feels yes. a bit more TV. It feels more like a TV movie. We've noticed because TV movies these days are much better than they used to be. Um, well, fuck, TV shows are better than most movies you know these what, days. You know so. what I'm getting at? Now. I feel, I feel like so. I don't know. Maybe there's so you said. So my number three, and now I'm wondering if it was a mistake because I wonder who. I assume this was 2021. So because you haven't mentioned it, it's Greenland. Was it 2020? Uh, so right now, yeah. Here's an interesting one. I love Greenland. I've I've fucked up on two movies last year. And you know, right. I'm quite normally quite strict on this whole you can't rate a film mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. year unless it came out in the UK that year. Because obviously yes. I get sent screeners, I get sent um VPNs, I have the ability to watch stuff. And normally I'm quite strict. Last year I fucked up on Palm Springs, right? Which right. is actually this year. But has only just come only just come out. Yeah, yeah, and Greenland, which is actually yeah. this year. And I I did oh, okay. both last year. So, oh, so I can say, so I can say. So, no, you are absolutely right, but I'm not including them just for the fact I don't think it's fair to put them on two years list. I don't disagree. So I, don't I, I absolutely, Palm Springs, if I'd watched Palm Springs this year, it would be on my second film, second film of the year. Yeah, right? of course. Well, maybe just, maybe just put it on, on your, put it on your honourables or something. I don't know. Put it on yeah, I, it I, think I, I think I'm going to have to build a, I fucked up list this year. Which, <laughs> well, which we is, both did. Because Palm Springs, I've only recently watched it because my sister said it was amazing. So I was like, okay. Then. Yeah, yeah. No, this um, is it. And I only watched it because you told me it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I'm blaming amazing. you. It's but yeah, so no, good. Greenland is excellent. Mm. Okay, good. So that's fine. Number two, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It won't be at that position. Yes, I uh, really hope not, or this will be a it very will, average year. I think, but I think it will still be in my top 10, or certainly an honourable mention. It'll in be, terms of the experience of watching it, yeah. it was serious. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not ashamed of it. It'll be like, an honourable mention for sure. Yeah, um, undoubtedly. But it's still not a great film. And here's another one. This will still be in my top 10, but it won't be number one because we already know what my new number one is. But in terms of sheer entertainment, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is really tough to beat. Okay, and what, I've, yeah. what, I've been, what I've been gratified by is the number of people, when I say number, it's been a handful or so of people who've said they've watched it subsequently and said they absolutely loved it. I've, and, and much like, uh, me, and much like me, well, much like me, they've said, oh, what's this bit now? Oh, fuck, that's amazing. Like, like you do kind of vacillate watching the movie, going, huh? Fuck, you know, that's hilarious. What? Like, it's it's... It's very weird with me, particularly, and I can only talk about my own experience. But if you lose me, it's really hard to get me back. Well, you know this. Yeah. Like if I if I'm like five ten minutes of a movie and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? You have to be doing something special to get me back. You know, I mean it. Like I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just too attention deficit or whatever. Barb and Star does this thing where it just kind of dips and rises, dips and rises, dips and rises until the end. And I just by the end of it, I'm just. It's been like three musical numbers, but it's not a musical. <laughs> you know, like J- Jamie Dornan does a musical number. What, why is he doing it? It's brilliant. It doesn't matter why. Like, it, there's a talking crab <laughs> in the voice of Morgan Freeman. Why? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it is that. The movie is absolutely I, bananas. And it's, I just love it. I'm I absolutely I, going to watch it. And I'm not, and I'm not justified to love it. You sort of need to watch it because I need you to be like, what are you talking about? Or yeah. 
fucking why do I like this? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, like I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely going to watch it. Is that your number one then? It is my number one because wow. it's such a surprise. Pop again, if you think about the films that have been out so far, like I say, there's a few movies I've watched in April, but will absolutely they won't necessarily replace. I'm not going to say they're replacing specific movies we've just talked about, but they're definitely going to get into the top ten. You know what I mean? So let's see. Let's see how it. I think it's going to be very interesting in April, May, June. So end of June, it's going to be very interesting to see where you are, particularly having gone back to the cinema by that point and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how our changes affect. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I think there's there's some big, well, some some good films coming out. Um. Mm. So just quickly, because I know you know the, the. So that's that's that done. You know, we, we sorted that yeah. one out. Did, have you watched Godzilla vs Kong yet? I just wanted to kind of get. Yes, your... I, I wanted. To, I actually wanted to talk about it. It's just it's a shame it wasn't the last like new movie I saw. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to so label I... on it too much, but let me just thoughts? quickly let, let me just go back very briefly. So what I did was in preparation for it, I watched all of them again. Godzilla, which I reviled the first time, and then second time, <laughs> and the third time, I'm like, Godzilla is bollocks. It starts well. It really, the 2014 Godzilla is bollocks. It starts well. When Cranston dies, the film just tips off the edge. And I, I really wondered about that at the time. Was it just, I like Brian Cranston? No, the film just tips off the fucking edge. It I, makes no, it's incomprehensible. I hate it. it. I, I don't hate it. Um, no, I remember, I, I, I remember it. giving it quite a high rating it. when I saw it. Yes, a lot of people did do. Like, I just think, if not, so if nothing else, like, look. Anyway, this was a very it, quick it, talk about no, no, Godzilla. No, all I get it, all I get, no, my main problem with the, the first Godzilla movie, more than anything, is that, they keep saying we're not showing, we're just not going to show you Godzilla. That's bullshit. That, that's why we've come to see the movie. Now, if you're not going to show us Godzilla, that's one thing. That if you're going to do that because he's so big and, and I understand those like, hints, I understand that. But then don't keep showing us those mutos, the villainous things in all yeah. their glory. If you're not going to show us the fucking hero, so don't, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, um, I took it personally. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, I am absolutely with you just, that, that like... I, I could take half an hour of hints of Godzilla, right? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, right. So that's that. So that's what I'm getting at. So that was so that, what I'm saying is my position on the third watch of that film over yeah. now, what, seven years, it it's bollocks. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. There's good bits, but it's basically bollocks. Now, Kong Skull Island, I've watched four times. And I, I, I don't know if I'm in a mind, I really like that movie. Loads, like loads and loads. It's flawed, but I really enjoy it. I it's love fine. Kong in yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and I can appreciate it. I can understand why people wouldn't like it. I I just happened to, again, since it came out, I've watched it four times, and I really enjoy it, whatever those reasons are, okay? It's a proper adventure. I love the period setting. Like, I love all that stuff. Yeah. I love the tech. And, anyway, blah, blah, blah. But I really, really, really still like that movie. Now, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which you'd seen, but I hadn't seen. I had very, I was reserved going into this. Like, I was like, I don't know. And I will say that overall, it, this is the one where I go, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Kyle Chan, but the cast are good, but they're sort of pointless. The problem with it is the cast are sort of pointless. Well, I mean, it, if, if you want to levy that, Godzilla versus Kong is no, no, the well, ultimate example of that. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it's a level up, but... but the only reason they're there, understandably, is to sort of explain what's going on. And that's fine. When I say pointless, I don't mean it's... You know what I'm getting at. Like, like okay, they're there. It, does, it sort of doesn't matter what happens to anyone. Except when Ken Watanabe goes, that was quite quite a good moment. But what I did love, the moment that I loved it was literally one of the last shots, which is where all of the monsters bow to Godzilla. Yeah. 
that was interesting. That was really, really interesting. That's a long movie to get through to get to that point. But it was interesting. And what I liked is, I, what I did like, and I don't think it did, but it did it better. Okay, so for main example, but I think it terribly. This is only a quick Pacific, question of what did no, you no, think of on, Godzilla vs. Gong? You know? Pacific Rim. Well, I'm just trying to get to the build. Pacific Rim does it badly, but Godzilla King of the Monsters does the kaiju stuff really well, surprisingly well. Pacific Rim, which a lot of people rave over, I think is just terrible, like terrible. And what Godzilla vs. King of the Monsters is, is fine. And it does that stuff well. Godzilla vs. Kong, I liked a lot more. Not not as much as not as much as Skull Island, and and there are plenty of criticisms we could level at it. But finally, Adam Wingard has finally done a film that's better again, because his films have been going rapidly downhill since your next, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to call it perfect by any means. Like it's a seven for me. I loved the fights between Godzilla and Kong. I thought the choreo was good. I love how they sort of did a CGI version of two men in suits fighting in a model city. I thought that was really, really clever. I thought that that was really, really like I. When you think back to the history of these movies, men in suits, you know, smashing up car yeah. cities, sort of thing. I sort of love that they did the CGI version of that, and I think that was really it's... well executed. And I loved what... how I loved how they teamed up against Mechagodzilla at the end. Yeah, do you know what let it down for excellent. me? Right, sure. is what what turned it from a seven down to a six. Sure. Um, there's two things. The first thing is not the film's fault. The second thing is the first thing. The second thing that is the film's fault is the whole fucking plotline of Millie Bobby Brown was utterly pointless. I Literally, no, I, I, I agree. It doesn't. You work. could have shaped no, that no and lost thirty no minutes of that film, and it would have I'd been about thirty. But uh, tighter, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, much more interesting I, movie. I was and as an actress. Yeah, I, I just don't care about her. I'll be really I honest. Think problem, do you have a problem with it? The main problem with her for her was the fact that you had, and look, this may not have worked for some people, but it worked for me, the, the, the lip-reading girl. When you've got her, Millie Bobby Brown becomes irrelevant. She becomes irrelevant. No, but also just her She's trying actress, to be her. I just, no, yeah, I just yeah. don't get. I just don't. She's good in Stranger Things, but I've not yeah. seen anything since. I don't anyway, think she does anything wrong. She just isn't given anything. I, I don't think, think she has wrong. much charisma, if I'm honest. I, I think don't, she oh, lacks. Again, I don't disagree. What, what I mean is I don't disagree with that in principle. What I mean is the character, unlike... Uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, she just doesn't have a lot to do. No, but, Cole but, but like, the thing is, you combine keep getting rid of Cole Chan. Yeah, yeah, but you combine a lack of charisma with a a lack of character, mm. and you just get it's a, a thankless a, character. Yeah, but the second thing, and I think the thing that isn't the film's fault, but does knock it down a point, is this is not a film that you should see the first time on home at home. I agree. I mean, I've got a big old TV, and it worked for me, but I would have actually loved to have seen it in the cinema. Yeah, I but really that, like, as I big as your really TV would. is, watching no. it in a in a Dolby theater with yes. like 4K projection or 8K yeah. projection on a sparkling screen that's 30, 40 foot high with yeah. proper surround sound played at ear piercing volumes. That is how that film's meant to be seen. It's not meant to I be agree. seen the first I, time. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. On a TV. I was really impressed that I was really impressed they brought it in under two hours as well. Wingard. I was listening to Wingard talking to Mick Garris on the postmortem podcast, and one of one of his whole things was this has to be two hours or less. Yeah, and I was. Really, I know it sounds like I said I'm really pleased that that was. Yeah, the thing. that's good. So Ross, particularly where, the cinema. You know. Yeah. So Ross, where can people find out more about you? Uh, all the social media things are at Ross Boyask. Then please also follow at Evo Films UK for Evolutionary Films. We are releasing more and more films this year, which is great. Uh, and then at Vengeance Film UK for the Vengeance film franchise. I have just handed in the draft of Vengeance 3. 
<laughs> so let's see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm, know, all I'm saying is, I'm hoping there's a return for Rourke in this draft. <laughs> it's called. It's actually called Vengeance Three: Rourke's Folly. Uh, the return of sub Rourke. Head, sub sub headline: Who is Rourke? It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, <laughs> Rourke's return. Did, Which did is like a movie called Rourke's Return. Yeah. Did you not see the uh, sub subheading? Did you not see the uh, 2005 uh, action movie uh, Left for Dead? It's a YouTube link. It's all in the title. All of that's in the title. All of it's it. All in the title. <laughs> um, and for me, www.filthcritreview.co.uk uh, for more on the podcast. Um, check out Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram and uh, Phil Quick Review on Twitter. We will be back, um, and it won't be a three-week delay next time. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, been great to catch up with you, my friend, and great to talk about some new yeah. movies. Been great. It's nice to actually have some new movies to talk about. Um, well, like I say, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the next quarter top ten changes. Mate, top five the whole film, this whole year, is predicated on one thing for me, and that's that mm. Top Gun Maverick is going to be as good as I know Stroke need it to be. Because if Top Gun Maverick sucks, I might not make it out of 2021. That's all I'm saying. 2020 21 has been a challenging year for me so far. And the only way I'm making just it out you, of this year... Just you, just you, Phil. It's no, just yeah. you. I mean, for everyone, just, obviously, listen, I'm talking I've from a pers personal perspective. I've personally found 2021 very difficult. But, <laughs> I love like, it if that's just how you speak from now on. But, for yeah, everyone, I, listen, but, very, I have personally had a very difficult... But all that aside, it can be saved <laughs> by Top Gun Maverick being the film. And, like, again, we're closing the podcast down. I'm not going to go on about this. I watched Tom Cruise on oh. Graham Norton the other night talking about Top Gun Maverick. And I, I am the rare person that actually has not just a deep admiration, but an incredible love for Tom Cruise. What he does for sure. the industry, the, 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 the lengths he goes to for realism. Uh, he talks about how he, he took, like there's a scene in Top Gun Maverick where he takes um, Jennifer Connelly up in a plane and he's flying the stunt plane. Like no one else. He's actually yeah. flying the stunt plane with her in it. You kind of go, that's, you know, from the years of Jackie Chan struggling to get insurance on American films to do his own stunts to Tom Cruise flying fighter jets. It, we've come a long way and Cruise has done a lot of that. The other thing that super excites me, and this will mean nothing to anyone that is not a fan of Top Gun, but they revealed last night that Jennifer Connelly is playing Penny Benjamin, which gave me a hard on. Because if you remember the quote from the film, uh, a history of flybys, uh, was it... Um, Two air, con air control towers and, and one admiral's daughter and Goose goes Penny Benjamin. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah. she's actually Penny, Penny Benjamin. So that kind that of made exciting. me get very excited. So anyway, mm. um, the year can still be saved. It's all good. There's plenty of good things coming, and I'm looking forward to cinemas coming back because it's been far too yes. fucking long. Absolutely, absolutely. See you next episode. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.